We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, Another deep dive into uh, the college football bowl season. Another one of my uh, daily episodes on upcoming bowl game. Uh, Today I have, or tonight I should say, I have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, um, which will see the Max Eastern Michigan Eagles take on the the Mountain West San Jose State Spartans. Interesting battle of uh, two teams that met in a bowl game 35 years ago that we will talk about a little bit more in this episode here. But like I do in all these episodes, I want to take a little bit of a look into each bowl game. Um, the Idaho Potato Bowl started in 1997, um, started as the Humanitarian Bowl, and it's just kind of grown into um, some different things, different names, of course. But it has always been played at Albertson's, Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho, on the campus of Boise State University. So some, some interesting uh, matchups here. The very first game in 1997, Cincinnati defeated Utah State 35 to 19. Um, there have been some high-scoring games in this bowl game, um, so uh, interesting to see. Weather always plays a factor in this game because of how cold uh, it can be and get in Idaho. Um, but last season's matchup saw Wyoming defeat Kent State 52 to 38. So, like I said, there's been some high-scoring games in this and. Uh, some interesting MVPs if we go down the line um, uh, if we look at some of these names in 2001 Clemson quarterback Road Road Dantzler I mean I think he, a lot of people will remember him um, 2005 Matt Ryan with the Boston College um, just uh, going down the line a little bit more Chandler Harnish from NIU a good quarterback uh, Kerwin Williams at running back from Utah State 2017 saw Josh Allen at Wyoming. 2018 saw Zach Wilson from BYU. 20 January of 2020 saw Ohio quarterback Nathan Rourke. December 2020 saw uh, Nevada quarterback Carson Strong. And then last year it was Levi Wilson quarterback from Wyoming winning. Um, so an interesting history for the bowl um, conference tie-ins have changed uh, a lot through the years the mac has had ties frequently um, the WAC had ties for a while when they were a part of it the mountain west has had ties for a long time and in different conferences in between so there's there's been a it's been a a fluctuation of different teams playing in this bowl um, big west when it was around acc had ties for a while so And and of course, this is one of the bowls where it's always interesting from the weather perspective because it's one of the few bowls 
that is played in a outdoor cold weather setting. So, uh, like I said, weather does play a, a, a factor in this game, and it is going to be cold on Tuesday for this game. So, taking a dive into the Eastern Michigan Eagles, they finished eight and four, or five and three in the MAC, uh, tied for the MAC East Championship or MAC West Championship. I'm sorry, um, and, but lost the head-to-head to Toledo. Uh, so they did not go to the MAC title game. But uh, looking at their schedule, they opened up against FCS Eastern Kentucky, who went to the playoffs at the FCS level. They beat them 42 to 34. Lost the next week at Louisiana, 49 to 21. Then won at Arizona State, 30 to 21, which led to Herm Edwards getting fired. Uh, lost to Buffalo, 50 to 31. Beat UMass, 20 to 13. One at Western Michigan, 45-23. Lost at home to NIU, 39-10. One at Ball State, 20-16. Lost to Toledo, 27-24. One at Akron, 34-28. One at Kent State, 31-24. And beat Central Michigan, 38-19. So a couple interesting losses there. I'm at home to Buffalo and then at home to NIU. Uh, Buffalo, granted, had a good season and at that point was playing pretty well but the NIU loss you look at that and they don't lose that game they win the MAC West and play for the MAC title game instead of Toledo so uh, Eastern Michigan was right there Um, in my honest opinion I think Chris Creighton the head coach at Eastern Michigan is the best coach in the MAC what he has done at Eastern Michigan is absolutely amazing Um, just just an unbelievable job by uh, Chris Crichton. Like I said, um, he he's he's done things at, at Eastern that haven't been done. So I, I, I'm shocked that he hasn't hasn't been uh, given more of a uh, opportunity at, at another head coaching position. Um, just kind of surprises me. Like I said, I, I think he's a fantastic coach. I, I I think Cincinnati would have been very smart to get him. But I know Eastern Michigan fans are uh, very, very happy to have him. But like looking at East EMU, they've been to bowl games in 2016, 2018, 2019, 2021, and now 2022. Before that, before Chris Crichton came around, they had only been to two bowl games. The nineteen eighty seven California Bowl, which we will talk about later in this episode, and the nineteen seventy one Pioneer Bowl. I mean the four previous games, they have lost all four, but they they lost the Bahamas Bowl to Old Dominion by four, lost the Camilla Bowl to Georgia Southern by two, lost the Quick Lane Bowl to Pittsburgh by four, then last year lost the Lending Tree Bowl to Liberty by a significant margin. So, but, but I think this game this week, this game coming up against San Jose State in the Idaho Potato Bowl, EMU has a very legitimate chance to win this game, um, and I will talk about that a little bit more. Um, Thirty-five years ago, since uh, EMU's last bowl win, and it was against San Jose State in the 1987 California Bowl. 
30 to 27 victory for EMU, and it is the only bowl win in Eastern Michigan's history. So, a very, very interesting history between these two teams, um, dating back 35 years ago, nonetheless, but still a very, very intriguing game. I'm looking at EMU's some of their key stats. They average nearly 29 points per game, but they also give up 29 points per game to be exact. They average 28.8 and give up 28.6. So this is a team that plays a ton of close games. Um, average two, nearly 218 passing yards per game, nearly 143 rushing yards per game, give up nearly 209 passing yards per game, and 158 rushing yards per game. So now I'm going to take a look, a look at the San Jose State Spartans. They went 7-4 and four this year, 5-3 and three in the Mountain West. Um, had a game get canceled this season. Uh, they were supposed to go to New Mexico State, but the week of that game, um, the Spartans had an unfortunate death in their football team. Camden McWright, um, unfortunately, uh, passed away in a tragic, tragic situation. Uh, accident on campus. Um, thoughts and prayers with him and his family. But uh, just, just a terrible situation. So obviously they didn't play that game and they never made it up. And I completely understand that situ situation and why they wouldn't do that. Um, but looking at their schedule, uh, started the season against FCS Portland State, who has a history of beating teams at the FBS level. The Spartans won 21-17. to The next week, they played at Auburn and played them extremely tough, losing 24-16. to um, They had Western Michigan come all the way to San Jose, California. They beat them 34-6. <clears throat> One at Wyoming, 33-16. Beat UNLV 40-7. Lost at Fresno State 17-10. Beat Nevada 35-28. Beat Colorado State 28-16. Lost at San Diego State 43-27. Lost at Utah State 35-31. Then won their final game of the season against Hawaii 27-14. So looking at their some of their key stats, um, average 27.5 points per game, give up 20, average almost 264 passing yards per game, average less than 93 rushing yards per game. So that's pretty apparent what the Spartans are trying to do offensively, um, give up 210 passing yards per game and 122 rushing yards per game. So like I said, pretty apparent what San Jose State's trying to do when they have the football. But they're very, but they're pretty successful with it. Like I said, now I'm going to go back to EMU, kind of look at some of their key key guys. They're all conference guys. Some of their stats here. They're one and five in a bowl. Like I said, that one win coming in 1987 in the California Bowl against the San Jose State Spartans. So, uh, their first team All MAC selections for Eastern Michigan offensive linemen today. So, defensive linemen. Jose Ramirez, we'll get to him. Uh, punter, Mitchell Tomasek, and kick returner, Jalen Jackson. Uh, pretty good uh, special teams unit for Eastern Michigan. Second team, all-MAC honors uh, for offensive linemen, Brian Dooley and running back Samson Evans. And then third team, all-MAC honors for wide receiver Tanner Kuhn and wide receiver Hassan Badone. And then kicker, Jesus Gomez. So looking at uh, some of their key guys, quarterback Taylor Powell. He missed four games this year. 
Um, three conference games, Buffalo, Ball State, and Akron, and then the UMass game. He's thrown for 1,813 yards, 14 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. He's come on pretty strong down the stretch. Uh, running back Samson Evans, 1,084 yards rushing at 13 touchdowns. He's had a very, very good season. Then the two receivers, Tanner Kuhn, uh, 592 yards and nine touchdowns. Then Hassan Badone, 451 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Badone's a really, really good possession receiver out of the slot. Uh, then looking at some of their defensive guys, linebackers, Chase Klein, 87 tackles. And then uh, Joe uh, Spercio had 84 tackles. And now we get to uh, the, the key guy on the defense, the MAC Defensive Player of the Year, an All-American on the defensive line, Jose Ramirez. 62 tackles on the year, 12 sacks, which was second nationally, uh, two forced fumbles. He's first in the nation at 1.09 sacks per game. He is second in the nation in 1.8 tackles for loss per game. So this is a guy who's getting in the backfield frequently. Um, then he had four sacks, a school record, in their game at Western Michigan. So four sacks in the game. Uh, so this is a young man who... Uh, San Jose State has to know where he is all the time because he is going to be playing on uh, on Sundays for sure. Um, just kind of looking a little bit more into uh, some of their statistics. Um, the Eagles are 29th and third down offense at 45.1 uh, conversion rate. They are 40th in passing defense, allowing under uh, under 209 per game. They're third in red zone offense. Um, at 95.6 per game, which is absolutely amazing, honestly. I mean, just... Just an unbelievable job by this, uh, by the uh, the Eagles. Every time that, almost every time they get in the red zone, they score. So it, it's pretty pretty apparent what they're trying to what they do when they get in the red zone. They're gonna they're almost always gonna score. So um, it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, San Jose State attacks that because they are sixth in red zone defense. So I, I, I'm very, very intrigued to see the battle that will take place there between a very good red zone offense in the Eastern Michigan Eagles and a very good red zone defense in the San Jose State Spartans. Um, then Eastern Michigan always is up there in time of possession. Uh, they're 36 nationally this year, th over 31 minutes uh, controlling the time of possession. Um, so that that to look forward to um, now I'll focus a little bit on the, the San Jose State, State Spartans uh, they are 7-4 and four all time in bowls so a little bit better um, rate uh, for them especially more recently 
when it comes to they they've been getting there they've been doing uh really really well when it comes to uh getting to bulls frequently uh, nonetheless they're taking care of business and doing what they're supposed to be doing but uh looking at some of their key guys heading into this game uh first team all mountain west for wide receiver elijah cooks and defensive lineman uh Vitami Fahako, we'll get I'll get to get to him in a minute. Another defensive lineman, Cade Hall, and linebacker Kyle Harmon, and then second team All Mountain West quarterback Siobhan Cordero. And then looking at Cordero, he transferred in from Hawaii, um, threw for two thousand eight hundred eighty-four yards, twenty touchdowns, only four interceptions, which was eleventh nationally. And then he had added eight rushing touchdowns. Running back uh, Kyrie Robinson had almost 700 yards rushing, but 10 touchdowns. Um, wide receiver Elijah Cooks had 983 yards, 10 touchdowns, and almost 16-yard average. And then wide receiver Justin Lockhart had 566 yards receiving and almost a 17-yard average. Then looking at a couple of the defensive guys, linebacker Kyle Harmon had 94 tackles and three sacks, but defensive lineman Vilami Fahako had 67 tackles, nine sacks, two forced fumbles, um, 18 and a half tackles for loss, which is sixth nationally and best in the Mountain West, and he was the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. So uh, two very, very talented defensive linemen in this game, and Jose Ramirez Valami Fajaco, um, two guys that do a fantastic job in tackles for loss. Uh, so we'll be seeing two guys that are be getting in the backfield in this game. Some key stats for San Jose State, their 15th and first, ten, first down defense, only giving up 203 on the season. Uh, 22nd interceptions with 13. They're 45th nationally in pass defense at 210 yards per game. 33rd in pass offense with 264 yards per game um the red zone defense i've talked about already with uh eastern michigan being a top red zone offense um but the spartans are six nationally at 71.4 percent they're 24th in scoring defense at just over 20 points per game sixth in the nation in sacks per game at 3.27 they have 36 total on the season 11th in tackles for loss per game at 7.4. They got 67 on the season. 27th in rush defense at uh, just under 123 yards per game. And then 27th in total defense at 333 yards per game. So really, really intriguing matchup here. One that I am uh, looking forward to. Um, the spread as of Monday, December 19th, has San Jose State at a 3.5 point favorite. And the over-under at 52.5 I will, I will say that I think both these defenses are a little are, are talented. Um, so I I might think of the under in this matchup. Um, plus, with the weather playing a factor in the bowl game, I could see it uh, being a little bit more low scoring. But uh, again, look out for both of those defensive linemen. Uh, really, really good potential out of both of these guys both their conference player defensive players of the year and uh they're always in the backfield so be on the lookout for both those guys well thank you guys so much for tuning in listen to me uh please feel the fo feel free to follow me on twitter 
personally at coach underscore B will. And as always, the podcast Twitter account at TNT College Vote One. Please like, subscribe, do whatever you need need to do, feel like doing, well, whatever platform you listen on. It's much appreciated. And uh, enjoy the uh, Idaho Potato Bowl. Have a good night. God bless.